Hey Crittermanders, we are back after a long week away. It's Cosmic Crit, episode 101, and this is Patrick, uh, your GM speaking. Like you don't hear my voice enough on this podcast already, I'm back to introduce another episode. Uh, we had Drew and Rebecca um, last week at DragonCon, and if you haven't seen our Instagram or Twitter uh, to spy Rebecca's cosplay, then you're going to want to go ahead and do that right now. We are at Cosmic Crit on the social. They had a great time, but our Labor Day hiatus is over. It's time to start recording again and getting back into some Starfinder action. Before we get to this week's episode, some quick Patreon updates. If you're not already a Patreon backer and you would like to uh, do so, uh, follow the links in our show notes on our website. That money helps keep this podcast liquid, pays for our web hosting, subscriptions, all of our other costs. And uh, recently, one of the levels uh, that we have on there called a Dragon Master level uh, has opened up. It involves playing online play-by-post games with me as your GM via Discord. And there's currently one spot open at our table as as I record this. It, it might not stay there for long, but if you are interested, we are playing the Dawn of Flame AP and we are about to start book two. So join up. It is a little pricey, but it is a very fun game and you get all the other lower level benefits as well. And that is on our Patreon, uh, and we have a link to that in our show notes as well. Another major announcement that we have this week is we are now officially sponsored by Roll20. We've been using Roll20 since day one here on the Cosmic Crit Podcast. It is our preferred online tabletop system. I myself personally have been a user for about seven years now, and I gotta say, it's been so useful in helping me reconnect with old friends, making new friends online, making online gaming accessible. So without it, this podcast really wouldn't be where it is today. So I just want to thank them for the sponsorship or future team-ups, and you'll be hearing more about that as we, uh, well, we continue to play, including with today's game on Roll20. And our last announcement, last but not least, is September is going to see the return of the Cosmic Crit Fan Submission Challenge. That's right. It's back. You can earn Paizo store credit or a gift card to our online store this month. And this month's challenge is called Septmember. And we are asking all of our fans out there to meme Starfinder and Cosmic Crit content. Make your best original meme in an online editor or Photoshop, whatever image editing software you use, and send it to us at our email, uh, cosmiccrit at gmail.com, or blast it to us on Twitter, at Cosmic Crit, or on our Discord server. And we're going to pick the top submissions that make us laugh and send you one of those aforementioned prizes. So get to memeing, Crittermanders. Make them snappy. Um, My birthday is next week, and this is what I want in lieu of presents. So get get to get to the interwebs and start soaking up the digital content. We skipped announcements last week for episode 100. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Uh, I wanted to get to the the fun of that episode as quick as possible. And this is what we get for it. Now we have like a thousand things that we have to announce here in, in 101. So th- thanks for, for sticking around. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Let's get to this episode. This is episode 101 and it's entitled... Space Space Dock Saints. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. 
Crittermanders, new friends. We're going to bring the podcast show and show you how. I've got a fort save for you. Better save against it now. Are we critical? Yeah. Did you roll that one? Yeah. Am I everything you fleem? You better pronk your body now. Welcome back, Street Crittermanders, to another episode of the podcast. We are the Cosmic Crit Boys and a girl. And my name is Patrick, aka the sensitive one, and also the GM here on the podcast. And we are only 99 episodes away from episode 200. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's get it going. So close. And uh, yeah, joining me, I don't care who they are, where they're from, or what they did, as long as they play Starfinder with me. Join me in welcoming my five friends and your players. To my right, the bad boy of the group, and certainly the one that will have the greatest success as a solo artist after the band breaks up, it's Tyler playing Nikithi and Dronitis. I'm growing my bangs out already. To his right, she summoned demons at combat start. Now they're playing games with a torn out heart. It's Rebecca rocking Talara. Seventh grade me is swooning right now. So thank you, Patrick. <laughs> Just for you. Uh, across the digital table, he'll show you the meaning of being lonely. When he kills you last, it smiles with the wind. Oh, so I'm the emo one. Awesome. <laughs> Was there any doubt? Appropriate. <laughs> to his right, he started a fire, and his one desire is to trick, attack you his way. It's your burp ring and bum puzzle. I am the Fatone. <laughs> and to my left... Uh, he wishes he can make a strike or two, but his fist is all he has to give. It's Drew running with Cass. 11th grade me is mad that you chose the wrong band. Nobody cares. Yeah, I realized, I realized right after I said it, a little. I, was like, I was like, oh, that's in sync, isn't it? Now well. <laughs> in sync, but nice try. Nice Close try. Close enough. Boys, girl, so yeah. <laughs> I was the in sync boy. That's in- all I In sync was always better than Backstreet Boys, and I don't care who knows it. I I I, I, I do agree with Drew on this point. Both both are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect, Patrick. So bad. I can't listen to any of that. Bye bye bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you guys? How are you guys doing? Pretty good. We're doing excellent, Patrick. Oh, I, I don't know. I heard a pretty good. Are you pretty good or excellent? What is it? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm doing great because I had some Korean like barbecue ribs before I sat down here. So I'm feeling I'm feeling bloated, but delighted. <laughs> Sated. Slimy yet satisfying. Yes. A little B&D. <laughs> uh we're we're just about done here with book two of against the aeon throne just some housekeeping we'll catch up to do um let's just jump back into it let's remind the folks listening out there just how you guys got to this episode tell each other what happened oh, last time on cosmic crit we escaped from the prison moon of Golta, but we immediately find ourselves embroiled in space combat. Wynn bounces between the pilot and the gunners, trying to encourage everyone enough to best their persistent foes aboard the Xandaman. Shields down on both sides. It's a classic standoff. Crew comes out on top once again. Mm-ba-da-boom goes the dynamite. One is Lanty ship down in an explosive ending to our 100th episode. We've successfully extracted Sedona. Set a course for Alluvion so we can... Oh, you don't want to... Okay, well, back to Outpost Zed, I guess. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> favorite. 
<laughs> Outpost yeah. said. You gotta get paid, man. Uh, that cheddar cheese. Yeah. Sadly, though, uh, this episode is going to be a little special because we're not starting at Outpost Zed, nor are we starting aboard the Phoenix's Respite. What? Episode 101 is starting several days later, right back there on Golta. <gasps> as the, the camera kind of pulls in, as you guys can see, an obsidian shuttle landing in the docking bay uh, right outside cell block J. The same pad that you guys blasted away from uh, with your prisoner escapees in tow and out of this black shuttle steps a man in very high tech purple armor overlaid with a a white and gold cloak he's flanked by two women in in purple Aeon armor as well long flowing hair carrying battle staves that crackle with energy this authority figure steps into the facility past expressionless Aeon guard helmets standing at attention and the prison guards meanwhile trying to avert their eyes from his steely visage as his helmet comes down, he stares daggers at Ladilius uh, at the front desk. The guard sheepishly offers a, a breathless apology, to which Sardat Zolan Ulavestra cuts him off, calmly growls two words. Show me. They head back to the slave quarters, a, a retinue of soldiers and Atlantean investigators. There, it has been forensically swept, and there's holographic recreations playing out these dummy projections showing a fight. Blood uh, still stains the steel ground here where the, the warden and her guards' bodies rested. The Sardat takes in the scene as a technician drones some stats behind him. They broke into the computer system and destroyed the original files, but not after we believe they transferred the video data. They they must have been here looking for some information about the the prisoner. And once more, the Sardat cuts this technician off. And when the Sardat speaks, others listen. They were not here for information. They came here for the android. The Sardat moves through the room and picks up a small metal trinket, a, a leftover bumfuzzle device used for a trick attack. He inspects it carefully before his fist begins to glow and soon the toy itself does as well and it explodes in a shower of sparks and slag in the Sardat's fist, startling everyone in the room. Show me the other security footage. You must make preparations. The scene fades to black as we watch them walk out of the room to elsewhere in the cell block and the quiet and the darkness settles into other dream worlds of Atlantean nightmares. We see a, a sky dock battlefield with stars in the background, the bodies of hundreds quietly falling, yet still at the same time. Kaz wakes up here like he has dozens of times over the past few years, his spacesuit choking him as he runs out of air. As he clutches at the controls to inject himself into space, he wakes up in his bed aboard the Phoenix's respite. Drew and you see Sedona at your side now. Um, hobbling up to your your bed, uh, leg brace, Nikithi and Bumfuzzle cobbled together on her. The nightmares have not subsided after all these years, have they, Cass? For a time, they did, but recent events have brought them back stronger than they ever were before. I asked you about them once. You were not prepared to speak of them then, but perhaps now you might be. I don't know what to make of them. It's memories that I 
have that I should not. The, the things that I recall but don't. It is very complicated. I have become aware of parts of my past that I was not before, but I am still not quite ready to accept. When I found you, you were in quite an awful situation. I was in similar circumstances before, in the vacuum of space for days. Without the need for air, I was still radiating heat. I found myself slowing my capillary vessels, restricting, becoming inert in the vacuum. It was not a death I would wish on anyone, friend or foe. Feeling the heart of you leave, your essence slipping into the void, there was certainly no question of leaving you out there, Kaz. As Lanty or not, I had to save you. She gives you a very knowing glow, something she has not voiced, perhaps, in the time that you've known her. I do thank you for feel that what I am now is greater than what I ever could have become with whatever I had before. (laughs) Memory or not, I am in a better place. I, I don't know then if you were telling the truth about the memory loss or not, but regardless, I knew... Master Joran would have been able to help you through whatever it was that vexed you. When I saw your powers, I knew he could help learn ways for you to control them, but I suppose not the nightmares, and for that I am sorry. The room is silent uh, for a moment, and you guys kind of weigh the, uh, the weight of the words you've said to one another, and is broken up as you hear the intercom system on the ship crack of life and bumfuzzle over the comms announced that you guys are arriving at Outpost Zed. And this is what that sounds like. Bumfuzzle, go. Bing, bong. You are now arriving at Outpost Zed. Please keep your arms and legs inside the ship until I open the doors, because otherwise the decompression will kill us all. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> hosh, hosh, cheer kind of communicates with you all uh, to you know get back to this private docking bay owned by one of his contacts. He has access to, and um, when you guys sit down, you see that Talmren is there to meet you, um, and she's brought along what looks like a couple of Screep Deep doctors. They have like a bag with them. It's a, a joyous reunion as you see the former crew of the uh, the God's Claw are, are reunited. Talmren wraps her long arms around Mothkala and all the rest in turn, and she says to you uh, as you disembark. Uh, Captain Wynn and the rest of you, I did not know how you did it, but thou managed to best the Islanti on their home territory. It is an act I do not think the likes of which has been rivaled in the history of their evil empire. Yeah, it was no big deal. <laughs> did Rebecca, yeah, did you take any damage like the entire time? You must have at some point, right? Uh, I'm not sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> just, just like I, I took a little bit. I took a little bit. Just like right, stepping yeah. through <laughs> Galta, like unscathed. Right. The rest of us are like on crutches, coming off of the ship. Just <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> See, I I broke a nail on the way home from that place. I lost <laughs> seventeen tiny demons. Well, I'm sure most of you guys have have been treating your wounds on the few days trip back to Outpost Zed, um, but they can offer medical aid for any hit points you don't have healed up. Um, uh, it's mainly for the the prisoners who are in a little worse shape. Uh, Seek check the Sheeran gets fitted with a, a brand new cybernetic limb and. 
you see that she's in constant psychic communication, giving um, Grub some directions, and the the giant bug creature is still aiding her as she finds her balance on her her new feet. You all can, you know, as the evening stretches on, there's a few dusty crates that are kind of cobbled together to form a, a long table, and a a large meal is prepared. It looks like processed food, but Hasha Cheer has been fiddling with it to make sure it can produce some packed, palatable um, uh, foods for no, you guys. No meat, honey? Uh, he can easily produce that. That's like in the, the memory bank. <laughs> do, do, I, do I need to roll a will save or a fort save? To this one? <laughs> do, you, do you want the poison food? Because <laughs> I can cook that up in a second. No, it's all hamburgers and hot dogs, which is all the eat. <laughs> Yeehaw! pizza um but yeah so more more palatable food um and uh Talmarin has gone ahead transferred over the credits to your guys accounts and you see that the phoenix's respite total go up a, a great deal uh very nice dinner you see kind of sedona coming out of her stupor a bit uh, still seems very tired and I guess a, a good deal more dour than the last time you guys all had interactions with her. Uh, she seems still pretty greatly affected by her time in Golta. But yeah, at the end of the meal, kind of Talmarin takes you aside when and, and says, you know, uh, methinks that you and your crew are not yet done with these Aslanti, at least not quite yet. Am I correct? We hope to be done with them as soon as we can. What do you mean? From what you told me of this rune drive, it does not seem like you would let that be. Let that technology lie in the hands of the Islanti. You have a point. We do have to get the rune drive from the Islanti, but we are going to try to do so with as little contact as possible. <laughs> well, if you can walk into Galta and walk out as unscathed as you seem to be, then perhaps you have a chance. I must say, though, I have to return my mates here to packed space. Uh, they have made promises they needeth keep there, and and I owe them for their time lost in Galta. Hashachir has promised to stay behind to help you with your upgrades and repairs to your vessels. Uh, but for now, until we meet again, Captain Wynn, I hope your stars shine brightly on your furry shoulders and the Aeon Throne crumbles beneath thine boot. I wish you the best of luck as well, and hope we meet again soon. I envy you because I miss the pat greatly, but our job is not yet done here. You will see those stars again, my friend. In time, you will see them. Talmarin and the rest leave that night after creating contact information for you. She's taken like a, a shuttle uh, ship bound for the packed worlds with her compatriots. Uh, Vertash the Akeshti just kind of disappears during the dinner. The, the you know kind of uh, thrum of you guys hooping and hollering it up um, into Outpost Zed kind of just without a word seemed like they'd claim uh, you know calm down from their first interaction where they seemed very bloodthirsty and killing Aslanti um, on the trip back Kaz uh, they mentioned you know maybe looking for another ship wanting to hire some muscle but yeah then you guys are are left your own devices after that basically um yeah so back on outpost zed and the zany adventures that we have here oh boy. Uh, you, you've got some some options for 
uh, resting besides sleeping in your own ship. The hangar bay that Hashachir has procured for you has um, relaxation pods, these glass-covered beds with diagnostic equipment and atmosphere-controlled sleeping chambers. Uh, you can get a full night's rest in six hours here. It can, like, scan you for diseases and things. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, doing so will mean you have to sleep in your skivvies, but it also has a special function that if you want to pay the credits or your PBs, you can have a serum of enhancement um, loaded into the machine, and it will circulate throughout your system, and then you can use that at any point within 24 hours. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's neat. There are four of them. Is there anybody that wants to claim a bed? The repairs yeah. and things on the Phoenix's respite will potentially take multiple days. I only want to rest for spells. Mm-hmm. If anyone needs it for healing purposes, then I they mean, get first dibs. It's been days, so I mean, all our domestic wounds have been healed, correct? Oh, okay. More than likely, like I said, the uh, the doctors they brought out can can work on you as well. Um, it, it's mainly the enhancement bonus if you guys want to try that out. Uh, I don't remember what uh, the enhancement uh, like are they serums? Uh, yeah, certain enhancement. There's a. I'm not sure if you've picked up any in your travels thus far, but there's like. Um, uh, uh, scientists like enhancement one that gives you like a bonus to um, certain skills for uh, a certain amount of time. I think like a couple hours. Um, Tyler, did Nikithi pick up some at some point? Uh, I think he might have because, or maybe he sold them at this point. The main ones in the CRB are commando, diplomat, scientist, sensate, and sneak. And they're um, yeah, they're just like single use serums normally that last for an hour. They um, um, give different kinds of bonuses. It looks like they're mainly insight bonuses, though. So, yeah, yeah which is why, like, for certain stupid, skills. Yeah, Nikithi, all the skills that Nikithi would care to have, um, mm-hmm. he already has insight bonuses. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, my uh, my operative features are all insight bonuses. So, mm-hmm. they're, I, I just can't use those. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so four pods, unfortunately, when it won't fit a large creature, I believe they're they're made for mediums. But um, does anybody want to sleep in a pod? Uh, I will sleep in a pod, but I'm not sure that I need a. Um... You don't have to use the enhancement bonus. Okay. Uh, anybody else? There's two left. I'll sleep in one, but no enhancement bonus. Kaz and Talara. Um, uh, I'll sleep in. Actually, warrior could be nice for intimidate and sense motive, and then I can go and gamble some more. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, man. That is up uh, to you. The, the gambling will take multiple hours, so if you want to use that enhancement bonus, it would be mainly for like one of those skill checks. But you can uh, activate it at any point. Uh, I'll, I'll hop in there and get a uh, enhancement diplomat just for the ability to uh, to get. A comprehend in speech of some language. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, um, Hashachir offers you know for like the first one. Uh, if you guys want to, uh, we we might have to do this off air. I'm not sure if we can <laughs> uh, do all of our our gambling <laughs> that you guys want to get in at Outpost Zed in a single episode because <laughs> uh, you've got like a ton more credits now. <laughs> so uh, we can we can do some rolling. 
Uh, if not the the Glimshar pirates, there might be other folks that are interested in gambling with you guys. Maybe a, as a crit bet, at the end of this episode, we'll do our gambling. <laughs> yeah, sure. Make promises. That, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it is... Um, they're not terribly expensive, I don't believe, but Hoshchir offers to purchase uh, at least a couple for you guys if you guys want to go a gambling. Um, and it does look like there's one left over, and Hoshchir asks if he can sleep in there as his shell rot is still vexing him a little bit, but it looks like he's recovered uh, some since you guys left for Golta a week ago. He's still ill, but he's like a lot more ambulatory. You see some color returning to his shell, things like that. That's cool. Um, You could probably still use some... um, uh, He would benefit from some Nikithi uh, attention if you want to. This room that has the uh, relaxation pods also will uh, work as a medical bay. Oh, okay. Um, it's a pretty small, pretty small docking bay. There's like a, a small mess area across the hall, a like um, a control room that like controls all the robotics that's used to repair ships and things like that. But besides that, there's just the the cargo loading area and where the ship is held. But um, there's a number of these old areas that used to like repair machinery in outpost said that have been turned into um uh, dry docks, so there's pressure out there. Right, so the next few days we can just experience in montage mode as you guys are repairing the ship. Uh, maybe Nikithi's inside working on wiring, and Bumfuzzle is melting metal plates to the, the ship's exterior. Kaz is certainly jumping around the hallways, practicing fighting moves, and uh, when tending a small garden inside the cargo bay, Talara manifesting different dimensions on top of the ship. Uh, you guys have some time here and to do basically whatever you'd like, some downtime. And as you guys are, are practicing your abilities and your powers, uh, because of that and some of the amazing theatrics you did at the end of book two there, uh, you guys are leveling up to level five. Yeah, baby. Level five. And as is tradition on the show, you guys feel stronger, a ton stronger. And we're going to talk about all the different ways that at level five, you are different characters. It's huge. Starfinder level five is huge as our fans listening no doubt know you guys get four ability boosts to your stats uh you get a new feat and that's on top of all the different potential class stuff that you get so let's get into it let's start talking uh just do like a a big thing that you're excited about and let's start first with the old tyler drone mechanic tyler drone mechanic tyler no surprises from our good old friend Nikithi. Yeah, yeah, you know, Nikithi would never do uh, anything besides the most optimal uh, of things. Optimal build, Tyler, optimal. is what they call you. <laughs> yes, it's exactly what I am called. Uh, I'm not going to lie, pretty boring level. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm a drone mechanic. I do drone mechanic things. My drone gets another mod, mm-hmm. um, but basic mods suck. So I took climbing claws. So Idis can climb around. She's getting more. Ac- I see Idis is getting more Akata like. You know, maybe <laughs> you know she's a little bit bigger. There's more tendrils now. Her face is more uh, is looking less Mecha Akata and looking more just Akata. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know she's bigger. She's badder. Kind of all basic upgrades. Cool, uh, cool. 
Bumfuzzle is like a little bit jealous when uh, when he sees uh, Idis like climbing a wall. He's like, I wish I could climb a desk. <laughs> <laughs> you see the desk in like the back of the uh, the, the docking bay, and it, it glares at you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just like sharpening an axe. <laughs> it starts glowing red, and there's like demonic sounds coming out. Of it. Like, oh boy, I should have eaten the. That's the right. food. <laughs> right. Uh, Jabert, what about Bumfuzzle? What about a goblin operative friend? Oh boy. Oh boy. Level five. Uh, Nothing happens, right? Nah, nah. No, nope, it's absolutely not. Except nope. uh, get my specialization exploit, which is fun. Uh, nice. Yes. And for, I don't even have it in front of me because it is from Pact Worlds, right? Gadgeteer or Armory. Uh, from Armory, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, since I'm a gadgeteer operative, uh, my specialization exploit is called Utility Belt. Oh, and so Essentially, I just take my credits and I just sort of deposit them into my belt. And whenever I need an item, I just reach into my belt and it's like I'm buying it from a store. <laughs> so I just like stuff out of my belt that I need. Jabert is playing the rest of the campaign with like five books open, like quickly flipping between. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can the weirdest the thing. Sag and Barry from now on. Um, <laughs> oh, you Batman! <laughs> uh, oh, and shot. apart from that, and apart from that, uh, my trick attack damage goes up to three d eight. God, yeah, that's so much. Yeah, it's it's a big jump for the operatives. So. Yeah, there's like a curve with operatives, and so this is like around the time you can be like a good deal more damage uh, than than some other classes, unless they're getting two attacks off, you know. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But so yeah, it's uh, and then in addition to that, I picked up mobility. So um, really, really looking forward to maybe in the future taking something like spring attack, so I can dart in and do my attacks and. Sk- skitter away <laughs> what about Rebecca our favorite witch warper ever yeah uh, pretty, so pretty useless during Golta you did nothing and summoned no amount of demons that control the battlefield completely I know. Why, why am I even here I, I will say and I've said this in discord um, I kind of missed an opportunity because there is a witch warper spell specifically about personifying another person or mm. impersonating another person um, and I yeah I totally missed the mark on that um, so in hindsight uh, <laughs> that would have been a really good spell to have um, however I did not choose that so that was not at my uh, disposal at the time but um, at level 5 I get my second paradigm shift oh my goodness they're so good I know so my second paradigm shift I have chosen thwart ability mm. um, which allows someone to re-roll a um, saving throw uh, with a plus two bonus to avoid or mitigate the effects uh, damage and effects and most importantly to me even if something a spell or or uh, whatever is is targeting this person even if it doesn't normally take a saving throw i can grant them a saving throw um so it could be kind of a lifesaver so i'm hoping between uh thwart ability and lessen injury i can kind of save some lives around (laughs) around these parts yeah so i mean an example of that might be those pulse gauntlets that almost every aeon guard is equipped with you know they get a crit you're knocked down but i'm guessing with thwart ability you could potentially burn that resolve point to give them a chance to save against something like that. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, interesting, interesting. Uh, you got that, and you've got what was your previous one? Lesson injury. Yeah, lesson injury. So that that it's just makes it minimal damage. Yeah. Yeah. So you got got some options. <laughs> yeah, and I chose these. Uh, thwartability was another. I think it's like second level. So it's one of the first paradigm shifts you can choose from. Um, at least the current iteration of which yeah. we're what's going to come out. But they're both um, really good. But uh, both really good. So I went with one of the, with this one, um, even though it's not one of the fifth level whatever abilities. A lot um, of stuff you can do um, with your reactions as opposed to most other reactions, which are you know only for those three attack of opportunity situations or um well we got like a couple of feats that that use reactions as well but within a hundred feet you can use these abilities which is you know when have you been outside that range of another ally (laughs) yeah exactly well and part of the reason that i chose this one so yes it costs an rp but i'm not typically using my rp anyway because i'm not taking a lot of damage um whereas the fifth level ones seem to be not reactions so they're like standard actions or move actions and I would rather save that action economy and use my reaction even if it costs an RP Um, it it just seems to make more sense and allows me more ability to I don't know react (laughs) in the moment you know and not have to to prepare for what might happen or whatever so um, Uh, that sounds awesome Uh, let's go next to Miles go to a win all right, uh, nothing too, too crazy for Win. Um, he gets an extra expertise, uh, so I chose uh, Diplomacy. All right, going, going the diplomatic route after Intimidate. Your- yeah, I mean, just to have a couple more uh, charisma-based options. And then I chose the uh, Cleave feat. Oh! Uh, which, which sounds like it could be pretty fun. As a standard action, I can make a single melee attack against a foe within reach. And if I hit, I deal damage normally and then can make an additional melee attack against a foe that is adjacent to the first and with also within reach. Um, and with my 10-foot reach, that could be pretty useful. Yeah, I mean, if you plonk yourself in the middle of uh, a hallway, for example, like we've had many hallway fights. Uh, yeah, a hallway that at least I can fit in. Yeah, well, if there's like two people coming at you, you know, there's not too many places they can stand where they're not adjacent. Right. The o- the only bummer about this, I guess it's uh, more of a checks and balances, but the only bummer is that when I use the feat, I take a minus two to my AC. Right, right. But uh, yeah, it might be worth it getting those extra attacks at they're at full bab. Is that what you said? Yeah, they're at full bab. Um, so I, I, I take no sort of um, minuses in in attack. So it's almost not even worth it for me to make a full attack anymore or a double attack anymore because I mean I can just use cleave. Uh, yeah, I mean if if people are standing next to each other, definitely worth it. Um, excellent. And let's round it out. Talk to Drew. Talk about vanguards. Yeah. So level five is a a pretty fun level for vanguards. I get uh, an entropic attunement, which mm-hmm. is a, a special weapon property that basically I get to add another one of uh, or another damage type to my repertoire. So right now, it, you know, it's been bludgeoning or acid or a combination of the two, but I can add uh, one of a number of different ones. And these I can actually change every level if I don't like what I chose now. Kind of like the Solarians, you know, different damage types. Exactly. So, Slashing or... So, so I, I'm adding penetrating to my 
damage that I can do, penetrating damage, which is hopefully okay. I get to punch a tank. That would be awesome. But <laughs> I think I think we've seen that before. So this is yeah, it gives it like a special weapon property. Yeah. To to your your fists. Yeah. Beyond that, a couple of other things. Uh, of course, my entropic strike damage goes up. But the thing that I'm maybe most excited about is at level five, my combat maneuvers can target EAC instead of KAC. And it's pretty major. <laughs> and I'm hoping I can actually land one uh, moving forward. That would be pretty nice. <laughs> pretty nice. Um, yeah, most definitely. Pretty I mean, nice. Who wouldn't love those? All right. So that's level five for the crew of the Phoenix's respite. And like I said before, you guys can plan your next move. You guys might have up to a week of repairs or upgrades to make to the Phoenix's respite from installing some more tech to repairing the minor hull damage you took in your uh, voyages. Uh, Hashachir comes and goes from the docking bay during this time, kind of looking into different salvage yards and shops around the station. Um, trying to get you deals on equipment. Uh, he helps with repairs as he can, but yeah, for the most part, you guys are, are left to your your own. Um, besides, you know, shopping, which we'll do mostly off air in Elpo's Zed, gambling. <laughs> uh, what else do you think your character, characters would uh, want to do in this time? Hmm. I, I I feel like Wynn probably, like, like you said, is mostly tending to his garden and- Recording and podcasts. I, yeah, um, I mean, the problem is, I mean, he's been to a, a, a barren prison moon, so uh, zero pause on that one. Barren. Barren. Yeah, thanks for uh, enunciating that one, buddy. <laughs> really making the subtext text here. Yes, we're going to have to pause the podcast. <laughs> um, so I, th- I think he might he might spend some time gambling with the, the pirates because he did enjoy their company. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with Solara, but um, I, I, he might he might just be taking it easy. It's been a pretty tumultuous adventure so far for him. Yeah, understandably, understandable. Uh, I know that when Nikithi isn't uh, you know performing medical procedures on Hashashir or upgrading Idis, uh, he's going to pour over all of the prison footage mm-hmm. and and files that he was able to to rip off all their computers um and you know basically every time he had to hack one he's just deleting everything and taking everything um of particular interest i think would be all of the uh uh aggressive interviews that were done against sedona Mm -hmm. um he would just want to know like what did they ask what did she say what did they do you know so he would be looking for all that so you're just spending hours watching some horrific torturing of your your good friend yeah i'm like uh you know i'm like an nfl team watching film you know make me a perception check oh goody just (laughs) one for uh, hours upon hours of Uh, footage for for old time's sake how about well that's i mean better than i thought 24 solid yeah so you might like fast forward through like uh, elements of the tape that where there's like no interrogation going on when you see Sedona's kind of like left and it seems like she just kind of shuts down but it's like an hour into one of these dead moments uh, where you see just her become extremely rigid kind of like strain against her restraints and you see like a, a weird kind of look come over her face um, maybe, maybe expressions of anger and you see her just mouthing something over and over and as you pause 
the tape, go back and hit play. She's very angrily saying, just just loud enough for the speakers to pick up. Uh, one word over and over again, she says. Arelos, 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 Arelos. And this is something Nikithi knows about, uh, though others may not have heard of it. Uh, Arelos is the name of a, a, a black site, a asteroid facility deep within Islanti space where you were taken basically hostage to do uh, scientific research for the Empire. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, when Nikithi finally hears this, he... I don't know. Can slugs go pale? He goes probably. I mean, he might like push himself away from his desk. Maybe breaks out in kind of a cold sweat. Yeah. Not words. Not words that he wanted to hear or ever planned on having to hear again. Uh, I think he would, you know, cut that section of the the video into a separate file. Uh, and I think he would probably trying to contemplate if he goes and talks to Sedona about this or or anything else. Right. Um. Anyone else? Any other things you want to do with your downtime? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go around to the to the shops and just pick up some little bits and bops, <laughs> pulling pulling uh, credits out of my out of my uh, fanny pack, utility belt, my fanny pack, and just uh, it's gotta be around. a fanny pack, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's my <laughs> obviously. Uh, I got a can't see right now. I'm doing air quotes. Utility belt, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> technically a belt. Technically has a pocket. <laughs> It's holding up your pants. And, <laughs> I put it through my belt loops, so it is a belt. Uh, and so yeah, I'm doing a, doing a little shopping, grabbing some little things, some secret things that I don't want to tell anybody about because I don't have to until I need them. I was about to say, uh, yeah, it's just full of C4 and gum. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, sort of, uh, but I'm sort of doing this uh, whenever I notice that uh, – uh, Sedona goes down for a nap. Other than that, I'm mm-hmm. uh, basically tailing her everywhere she goes uh, and uh, sort of watching from the vents, making sure nothing, no harm befalls uh, my uh, my charge. Yeah, her days are, are pretty pretty tame. Um, she, you know, tries to get involved with some of the repairs, perhaps, but you see her mainly, you know, like I said, looking fairly sullen, looking very serious she spends a, a good amount of time just kind of staring at staring at paint dry uh, on the ship you know it looks like she's going offline uh, and then every once in a while she'll snap out of it and you know um, engage you guys in, in conversation Talara would be very preoccupied by Sedona and just making sure that she was okay but not really sure how to approach her and show compassion that's not something that Talara does easily um, but maybe watching somewhat from a distance making sure that she's that she's doing okay and maybe when she goes into those comatose moments um, going and putting a hand on her or something trying to uh, have some contact with her keep her kind of grounded yeah she's technically sleeping on the the ship but you do not see her like go down uh, very often like go into like offline mode or, or resting it's a few days into your repairs and most everyone is hunkered down uh, for sleep you might pop out of your pod uh, for a bit have like a weird feeling to Lara and as you get into the docking bay you see Sedona standing uh, on the, the catwalk looking over the out over the respite 
And she seems to be in like one of these states, just kind of lost in thought. Without looking at you, she acknowledges you as you step forward, like over her shoulder and says, welcome to Laura. How are you? I'm as well as I ever am. How are you doing? I am fine. I do not need rest. Uh, Or as much as some of you, I like to watch over the ship, but I have been walking about in in Outpost Zed uh, most of these nights. What are you watching for? I cannot shake the feeling, but uh, it does not seem that we are safe. I Perhaps it was just my, my time in, in Golta. While brief, it has shaken me somewhat. Sedona, what is it that they wanted from you? They sought all the information that I had on this rune drive, this ancient device of the Aslanti. We did not initially go to Golta. There was another site they moved me and the device to first. I only caught its name in passing. Relos. I've not been able to find anything on the station's net about it, but I do not believe that they were confident in the drive's capabilities, or perhaps they did not have the information this Lieutenant Sharu you told me of had downloaded from the ship's computer yet. It seems like they were trying to get as much information as quickly as possible at devices they could. Why would they be in such a hurry? It is a dangerous technology and one that in the Empire's hands could mean a, a great advantage for them in their conquest of the rest of the galaxy. Do you know what their next plan is? What their next step might be? I believe that the Rune Drive is still on Arelos, and I believe that is where I am headed. I know I have asked much of you and the others, and I understand if anyone says no, but every fiber of my being is standing here and is telling me that I must go to that place. It is telling me what I must do. The Aslanti have taken all they can, subjugated the weak, and trampled on people's lives for countless centuries. And we will have one chance to stop them before a green flame from their afterburners is seen in every star system in known space. Do you know who we might find there? Is it Ulavastra? Don't think she knows that name, but yep, yeah, yeah, she'll kind of shrug her shoulders. I mean, if you've mentioned, you know, what you know about the Aslanti command structure, you know, she says, no matter what, regardless, I think we will need to steal our collective resolve for what lies ahead is more dangerous than we could possibly. She's cut off mid-sentence. As your vision goes white, your hearing is blasted away in a massive explosion of orange and red plasma that rips through the port side of the Phoenix's respite. Oh no. Hey, we just fixed that. I just fixed that. Yeah, Miles. Yeah, Tyler. Give yeah. me yeah, explosion Drew. sound effects now. You weren't ready for this, were you? No, I was pleasantly enjoying a conversation. Yeah, too bad. That's not this kind of episode. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talara and Sedona are, are blasted back against the wall of the docking bay and then immediately sucked forward as the repair bay is violently depressurized. Uh, Rebecca and Sedona are both taking some damage here, immediate damage, from the bludgeoning force of decompression and the explosion and immediately begin to suffocate. I uh, will roll that for Talara first. Pyaw. 
Sedona's okay because she's an android, right? Yeah, still get some damage from the decompression, but it's only these first three dice. So that is, I've rolled 13 on 46. She's taken, uh, looks like 11. And I'm taking us to the repair bay. Oh yeah, that's right. I have a map for this, which means you know what time it is. Uh, Need initiative rolls, everybody. No, thank you. Thought we were just going to be doing downtime activities. Having good times. <laughs> I don't think so. i try and kill you guys at the beginning of book three. This is what Talara gets for, you know, having a human conversation with someone. Yeah, how uh, dare you let your, your heart open for a minute? <laughs> the team will try and shove an explosive device down the middle of that. So what I've got here in the middle of the night is a Kaz and a Bumfuzzle inside your sleep pods. Uh, when Nikithi back in the ship, at least um, a full turn away from, from getting out and into the bay. We were cuddling. And then Talara and Sedona right there on the edge of the catwalk overlooking the ship. Um, yeah, so you guys are blasted forward. Uh, we're in initiative turn order. The lights go out in the bay as well uh, as the rest of the facility and orange kind of flashing security lights dimly lit the area. Um, you know, if you grab Sedona Talara, uh, she activates her armor and says, oh, well, what has happened? Was that some sort of malfunction? I don't know what that was, but we're going to find out. Let me draw some explosion action on the the bay. So the bay is immediately depressurized. Uh, There is some fires and it goes into like uh, scrubbing mode. So it evacuates all the rest of the air inside the bay and then tries to seal it up again. You can activate your armor inside the recuperation pods, a bumfuzzle and a Kaz. Your guys' ears pop as the pressure inside the pods goes to zero. You find yourself choking for air. You can hold your breath as you're jolted awake by this sensation. Uh, what do you guys... Let's see. We, we'll go in initial turn order. Bumfuzzle's at the top. What do you want to do, Bumfuzzle? Let's see. And we had to take off our armor to get in here. Oh, yeah, baby. Okay. Um... I'm going to, um, hang on. I'm going to have to look up technical items here. Uh, let's see here. Anything like an oxygen mask. <laughs> you just have in your fanny pack. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, good thing I got my handy dandy. Oh my gosh, there's too many items. <laughs> You're just searching like a thousand just, items now with armor. Yeah, like as as soon as this happened, I was just like, I was just like, okay, oh, come on, come on, come on, find something, find something. <laughs> uh, see, there's an emergency beacon so they can find my body. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, dermal stapler so I can staple my lips shut, which is fun. Well, why don't you uh, do some normal actions before you figure out... Uh, you, you can hold your breath for twice your con in in turns. So is there something you'd like to do immediately? Um, let's see. Is it an action to open up the pod? Uh, it would be, but as you go to like push it off, it seems to be locked in place. Blart. Um... Yes, it seems like mm. the locking mechanism is engaged. Ah, well, I'm going to have to see about that, and I'm going to 
try to engineer my way out of this problem. Oh no! And I, the best person to put in one of these things. <laughs> yeah, and so I, so I take the gum out of my mouth that I chew when I sleep, and I stick it right to the joint, and then I, and I hold up a like a little sparker next to it, and I cover my eyes, and. Uh, <laughs> That's and, uh, all gum and C4. <laughs> you get the mix up all the time. Ooh. And, ooh. It, yeah. It was almost an 18 on the dice. Which yeah. I got a 20 altogether. Now, this would count as unlocking doors. Do you get a, a bonus with that? I do indeed. So a 24. Oh, DC 25. So that is a failure. Oh, no. And uh, the attempt is going to take up a another round of oxygen. So what's what's uh, Bum Fuzzle's constitution score these days? It is 14. Oh, you boosted at level five. I did. I, okay. got, the, I got that extra con. 26 rounds to go for Bum Fuzzle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go next in the turn order. Nakithi. Uh, does Nakithi have his armor on? Well, yeah, he has second screen. Why would he not have his armor um, if you do want to sleep on the, the ship, you, you can have it on. Cool. Seen. You have cool. to. Uh, do I have to roll perception to hear this explosion? Or was it big enough? No, it jostles the bay. Uh, and it, of course, you're in the ship, so it is shaking the ship uh, like you've been hit by a missile. So you're up. Uh, you hear him. Yeah, he lets out a, a, a string of Osharian swear words as he as he gets out of bed and uh, he's going to start heading towards the sound of the explosion, of course. Uh, and no. uh, he, Idis is like climbing the ceiling or something like that. Ridiculous. Do you want to stay inside the ship looking for it? Uh, no, I think he would immediately head outside. I mean, that's what you do. Sure. You hear something loud. You just, oh, I got to, I got to get outside. The, yeah, the airlock that you get to will uh, report that it is, you know, a hostile environment. It's it's vacuum out there. So if you want to spend a standard action to activate um, environmental protections, you can do that. Uh, I will. Uh, he would absolutely. Kaz, we're on to you. Also in a relaxation pod, uh, you see bum fuzzle to your side, uh, welding some gum. Um, uh, what would you like to do, Trail? Can I see if there's any weak point uh, like a a hinge or a latch inside to uh, let me out that I could either punch or activate well it's up to you if you want to spend time searching the pod you can that'll be a perception check Um, it does have uh, transparent aluminum as like you know the main glass of the 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 pod Uh, you know that is very hardy stuff you might be able to break it it might, might take some time though yeah, I want to see if there's any any latch or anything that I could use from the inside to let myself out. Give me a perception check. 21. Uh, not one that you can see, no. Um, that is going to be a couple rounds of oxygen right there. Um, I'm afraid to ask what is Cass's uh, constitution. It's 20, Patrick. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, my gosh. So only 38 more rounds of that. Um uh, when same thing, you are on the vessel, on the ship, mm-hmm. um, and you can clamor out of bed. Uh, you see Nikithi already standing at the airlock door. Anything uh, you would like to do? Go back to sleep. <laughs> this crew always getting into shenanigans. <laughs> um, I, I, so are, are my only ch- uh, options uh, putting on my environmental protections? Well, that's a standard action. If you want, you can um, um, I mean, probably, probably. just wait <laughs> if you want yeah. inside the ship. Well, does he have his armor on? Because he, if we were sleeping and he wears heavy armor, he wouldn't be in it. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you can, don't know when's life. Pretty sure you can just sleep in, in armor if that's something you like to do. Especially on, on, on this outpost? Nah, wind's being careful. Yeah, I don't think there's many negatives for it. Um, I mean, can I can I go ahead and start trying to venture out to... Because, I mean, I, if you heard the blast, yeah. he's obviously going to want to check it out. Uh, yeah. Do you want to um, put on your protections, though, before you head out, too? Yes. Alrighty, no one's taking any more decompression damage. Uh, let's see. Um, back here to Talara, Rebecca. Okay, I'm confused by the map. So there is a big white square that's the ship. Uh, yeah, that's kind of um, denoting where the ship is. Uh, that's where we've got our, our Nikithi and Wynn uh, tiles, but it's all up in this biz. Okay, and it looks like the explosion is in between us and the ship, right? Uh, yes, so it blasted you back. It was like on the just on the port side of the vessel. Was it on the ship itself or was it where we are? It was on the ship. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I don't know where <laughs> I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, go toward the exploding ship or toward Bump Fuzzle and Kaz. Um hold on, and where are they? Is this a portion of Outpost Zed? Yeah, this is a, a docking bay, a private docking bay. Okay. Um, and you're, you, you do know that Kaz and, and Bumfuzzle are back in the uh, relaxation pods. That's where they. Yeah, I assume finish. that's where Talara came from, right? I <laughs> had been in one of those. Um, uh, I think I would not want to run toward the explosion. I think Talara would go farther back and go and see if she can help Kaz and Bumfuzzle, but also get Sedona to safety. That's the that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, going to run with her back inside. So as you get to the, the door uh, that opened up for you just a moment ago, it seems to be uh, locked in position. You can see like the, the red lights kind of around the, the perimeter of the door um, showing it is in like, a, like an emergency seal. Lovely. That's this door immediately behind you. And, and there's also, nothing I could do about that, right? That's the airlock. Um, well, and there's a, there's a couple things. If you want to try and uh, and get through this bad boy with an engineering check, you can try and break through it, um, try and destroy it. But it is a fairly heavy steel door, so you know for a fact that that would be difficult. Yeah, and I'm I'm not trained in engineering, so gonna be very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, Talara's just going to put her hands over Sedona and try to protect her from the explosion. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, it it is rapidly um, cooling down like these um, fires that have uh, cropped up on the ship as the air leaves the the, the docking bay. Yeah, you're, you're pretty sure by the end of the round it will have uh, died down as there'll be no oxygen. There'll just be some some burning plasma on the, the hull. Um, yeah, as you do, I'm going to take that as total defense because uh, next to you there, um, yeah, so as this happens, uh, next to you, the, the lights begin to flash above the ship and coolant is, um, like this foam coolant is sprayed downwards. And at the same time, the large articulated docking bay crane arms to the side begin moving. These things that are used to install heavy items onto the ship. Um, you don't see anyone in the command chamber behind the devices, um, like through the glass there, uh, but they are not moving towards the ship for repairs. 
They're moving in your direction. As they, oh, oh, they have come oh, to no. And it is. It's time for their attack. They are taken up. Let's see. It's a... Uh, it's a... Uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, I don't know what to call it. We've done this before. <laughs> what have we done before? We've had cranes hit people. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did Crane this in death ones, didn't we? Yeah, well, uh, Andis, I believe. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully these cranes are just as effective as Andis was with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So it is going to either attack you or a Sedona. A one, two, three, it's going to attack a Talara. Let's see. Oh no, it's going for Sedona. Our good friend Sedona. You see these pincers coming out and a natural 19 on the dice. Um, and you see, yeah, these pincer arms that are used to pick up and, and lift these heavy loads just clamp around Sedona's midsection. You hear like a, a, a gasp, like a scream cut off as her uh, chest is squeezed see another arm moving around into position with a giant buzzsaw on it, uh, just like in the picture. Uh, but that is its turn. That is actually going to do a little bit of damage as well here. So that, she's already taken 11 points. Oh, well, wait, wait. Mm. Can I lessen injury? Uh, yes, I've rolled <laughs> max damage on a d6, a six. So uh, go right ahead. Let's make that a one. Okay, so this is bludgeoning damage from the grappler arm. Uh, she has taken 11 points so far. She's only taken a few more right now. But yeah, she looks she looks injured. And actually, does anyone roll for her to add into the initiative turn order here? Uh, Jabert, what'd you roll? Uh, that's a 15 on the dice. Alrighty, I've got I've got stats. That's for Sedona, so she is up in this combat now. Uh, that's gonna be well, that's gonna be an 18 in total. Uh, let's get back into it. Top of turn uh, two here. Bumfuzzle, back to you. All right. Um, hmm. I'm I'm gonna try to keep getting out. I'm gonna see if I can get Kaz out. But first, gotta do me. <laughs> I gotta do me. <laughs> All right. That'll be a 33. Yeah, that's more than enough. Yeah. Uh, right, so it's going to take up a couple of actions uh, of holding your breath, but as soon as you pop out of the relaxation pod, uh, there is pressure in the room. There's there's air. Hmm. Weird. Uh, yeah, but you are pretty sure that you felt a jostling from elsewhere in the facility. Hmm. Uh, does, does Kaz seem sort of panicked? Does Kaz need to be let out? Um, well, that, that is your standard action, letting yourself out uh, for right. the turn. But yes, he also similarly looks locked in. All right, then I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my attention to trying to let Kaz out of the out of the thing. Cool. But, uh, but that's my turn. Yeah. Uh, Nikithi, back to you. Where do I enter this scene? Oh, we have to open an airlock. Yeah, you guys can pop out on the. Oh. Uh, uh, I guess this starboard side i'm not sure which side uh, i've drawn on, on my terrible um artistic <laughs> rendering of the fingers rest but that looks like a, a spooky ghost um, so yeah, you, you can pop out there about 30 feet from where you see the docking pays uh mechanical specialized ship tools uh squeezing the life out of sedona oh well that's not good uh i guess he would want to try and get to the rolls how high up the wall is the control room? Uh, the control room is about 10 feet up from the ground level where you are at. Um, the same level as the catwalk that Sedona and 
Talara are standing on. Um, you've, you know, probably walked back there once or twice. Uh, you can see on the rest of the map, it's through what looks like the um, kind of relaxation uh, chamber, like the place where you guys can like eat, and it's it's down a, a short hallway. Alrighty, uh, let so me that's see. The, that's this area to, on the far east side of the map. Uh, let me. I'm gonna count out some spaces here. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to double move, but Nikithi can get right underneath the the this machine, this this grapple claw and buzz saw. <laughs> what he would like to try and do, if if you deem it within range, <laughs> is to remotely hack the computer that would operate this. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, you will be taking the tech of opportunity, Oist, as you're moving right with him. Oh boy. Well, okay. Yeah. That's it's what a hit. I like to just roll damage. Just roll damage. <laughs> no, what's your your KAC? Uh, my KAC is sixteen. How often do I get to get a good hit in on the keep? I rolled a five on the dice, and that is a hit. Ah, uh, yep. I. <laughs> wow. We can we can skip all attack rolls against the keep <laughs> from from now on. You can just <laughs> auto hit, and we'll we'll move this this bad boy along. Another um, set of pincers kind of pop out here, uh, and um, it does not grab you uh, like it did Sedona, but it just whomps you with uh, with maybe like the an elbow joint for eight points of bludgeoning damage. All right, Nikiti's unconscious. Just <laughs> good times. Okay. Uh, uh, so how how uh, so you're gonna have the double move, but you want to try the the wireless hack? I would like to try and remote. Yeah, I would like to try to remotely hack on the next turn. Meanwhile, uh, Idis is going to just move as close as she can up to Talara and Sedona, the squishies. Okay. That gets her right about. So she's going up some stairs. Or I guess she maybe she doesn't have to. She has climbing claws. Can can she climb up the side of this? uh, um, uh, I don't know what this thing is. It's catwalk. Catwalk? Uh, I'll allow it because you just got it. Yeah, I'm sure you want to climb up everything. Yeah, so Idis just climbs right up the catwalk and uh, ends up popping up behind uh, Talara. Uh, excellent. Uh, it is Sedona's turn now. Uh, she's being squeezed <laughs> um, and has taken a significant percentage of her hit points already. I think she is just going to try her best to get herself out of this thing's grip. I know that's really hard in Starfinder, but... 20s happen. 20s do happen. Um, gosh. <laughs> she has so many good skills, but none of them are uh, athletics, acrobatics. Let me just roll a dice and see what does happen. I swear if I had wasted my 20 on this. Uh, no, she <laughs> rolled a 10 here and is still in this thing's pincers. Kaz, back to you. It looks like Bumfuzzle's trying to get you out of here, but do you want to do something, sir? Is there anything I can do to help Bumfuzzle from inside the pod? If he's going to uh, try an engineering, you can try and assist. <laughs> I want to, but I also want to punch things. So I'm going to try to do an, uh, an attack on the outside of this, or on the inside to see if I can sure. knock it open. I would recommend two because the, you're not going to miss on on them unless you roll a one. So I was going to come on. It's like, it's, you know, that um, the scene from Kill Bill Volume 2. It's the uh, five finger, six inch punch <laughs> in the coffin. <laughs> Uh, so here is the first attack, and uh, I think I'm going to do... Hmm, 
Uh, that's an 11 to hit for 12 damage. Right, but <laughs> another ability that you just used uh, or just picked up at this level, uh, penetrating uh, does ignore how much hardness. That is a great question. Oh, it, it would, it would, that's why I asked it. It seems like something you would have at your fingertips as you just picked it up. Uh, I think it's your level in in hardness. Oh goodness. Oh, you're just going to be punching transparent aluminum all over this campaign, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. let's see here. The transparent aluminum does have hardness 10. Uh, what is... You've rolled a 12 on damage here? Yes. Okay, so... Seven points? Can I do math? Seven points getting through to this? Yeah, it, uh, it ignores hardness equal to the weapon's level, and the weapon is my level, so yes. I'm the weapon. <laughs> okay, it's still up. Uh, the glass has got, like, a fracture in it, though, like a massive crack. Uh, make that make that other attack. That's a uh, 13 damage. Jeez, Louise. Um, so, again, hardness 10, but uh, it had 15 hit points, and you shatter the glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does rain down some some pretty dangerous shards. Uh, make me a reflex save. It's a nine. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So you step out of the chamber in front of Bumpuzzle, who's trying to like Jimmy the Lock. Uh, you take eight points of slashing damage. You're like all cut up in your your night cap gown. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure what pajamas. And you just wear the same clothes you always wear. <laughs> but they're like cut up, ripped to shreds. Uh, any cool one-liners Cass has at this point? Man, uh, any other night I'd have something. I don't. I hate it. <laughs> Isn't this like Die Hard? That's what I call breaking out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be a buddy cop movie with uh, Bumfuzzle and Cass. <laughs> we are on to Wynn's turn. Miles, are you stepping out into the, sh- the, the docking bay from the ship? Yes. Um, so, so I guess do I pop you here? And can I can I go? Can I double move or? Uh, yeah, I mean you can start. Um, you can start right uh, down here if you want, and you can reach the um, looks like the the main mass of these specialized tools uh, from from down below. You have you've got reach. <laughs> They're up All about right. ten feet, but uh, that's All about right. your eye level. I, I will do that. Pop around here, thereabouts. Uh, yeah. So within like ten feet, and yep. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, I guess I'm gonna try to uh take that crane with what weapon? You know what weapon? I don't know. Well, you've got multiple weapons. Oh, trident. <laughs> oh, the trusted in true trident. Oh. What'd you get? Only, only 11. Ooh, six on the the dice. Uh, probably gonna be a mess. Let me double check here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I, I'm, 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 I'm pretty positive it is. <laughs> well, yeah, you strike this thing, but yeah, like bounces off <laughs> some metal plating here. Gonna need better than that. Uh, Talara, we're back to you. Yeah, Talara is going to reach down to Idis and pat her on the head and in doing so cast Shifting Surge. And uh, this, sorry? 
What? What? Ooh, I'm excited. What, what, yeah, is, so what is Shifting Surge? Shifting Surge is a witch warper spell. Um, and I can change the, if if uh, she uses an energy-based weapon, I can change the energy type to something else. So I'm going to change it to electricity. That's okay. a good idea. Um, and additionally, when, if the attack, if her next attack with that weapon, um, uh, succeeds, then it deals an additional 2d6 energy damage. Oh nice. my. Dang. Nice. My, my, my. Uh, Ida's like fires up her weapon and it sparks instead of, you know, normally it flames and then she kind of like prances around happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have a move action as well. Anything you'd like to do with that? Uh, uh, attempt to cover Sedona with her hands. <laughs> I don't know. You can try and grab onto her, give her um, (laughs) some some uh, some help before the end here, (laughs) because the next turn is these tools turn. They have some special abilities. Um, You see the electrified saw blade starting to spin up as it moves towards her midsection, and it is going to make a special maneuver as it's got. Got Sedona grappled, right? Yes. Uh, Pinterest got this grab ability. So is going to have to maintain the grapple. Let me try that first. One, 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 one. 18 on the dice this time. I'm so glad you spent like an entire book trying to get Sedona back for me to slice her up now. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. So this is not too bad. Uh, it is electricity damage. It's going to be a little, just about the same amount of damage here. Rolling a D6, and she she's not bloodied yet, but uh, yeah, she like kind of dips out of the way, and it digs into her shoulder, like right where her midsection was like a second ago. That is this thing's turn. Back to the top of the order with Bum Buzzle. You're both free in this. All right. Uh, I guess I'm gonna run to the door. Is this door locked? Uh, it is not. The door out to the hallway uh, actually opens up automatically like it, it normally does. Um, but you, you can see as you like look down the hallway to the south towards the ship that the airlock seems to be in a, a sealed like shutdown mode. All right. I'm going to I'm going to run towards that door and I'm going to uh, or not run. I'm just going to walk, but I walk at a speed of 45. So. You run! Um, <laughs> run as fast as you can! <laughs> it, it looks like running because my little legs are so small. Oh my uh, gosh. I'm so fast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna scamper. I'll scamper, that's the word. And I'm gonna try to, oh, I'm gonna try to give me open this door too. Seems um, pretty real. A scampering yeah. goblin. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Sort of, sort of waving behind me like, Kaz, come on, come on! Okay, so you're at the control panel. It's the airlocks engineering check time. Yep, let's do it. Oh, goodness. I saw the three on the dice. I was like, yeah! <laughs> uh, that'll be a 36 on that one. Alrighty, that's going to do it. DC yeah. 22. Um, so it starts cycling up. It looks like it will take a turn, though, to cycle through. Um, and you guys can both jump inside the, the airlock as it's still depressurized on the other side. Okay. Uh, so so can, can we just go ahead and hop in? Uh, yep, yep, Kaz, you can do that on your turn. Uh, mind you, you guys still don't have armor on, but it looks like, uh, to everyone outside, pressure is returning, uh, slowly to the, the docking bay. 
Um, let's see. Nikithi, back to you. You're trying to wirelessly hack. Remotely hack! Yeah. Uh, what is your range on that? 20 feet. That's why I asked. Oh, okay. That's why I figured I had to get, like, pretty much directly underneath this machine. Yeah, and you are immediately underneath there. Uh, This can potentially take a few rounds to to hack into. Um, You have seen the computer that kind of, like, operates these things. It is not very high level. Um, Go ahead and make me the computer check now. Okay. Yeah, you. He holds up his. Uh, he holds up his custom rig, and mm-hmm. you know it, it. Maybe is able. You know, you see it glow and configure into this cool remotely hacking device. And I roll a twenty-eight. Okay, let's we'll check real quick. Hacking the system. Hacking hack, this computer. Hack, 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 hack the system. Does that twenty-eight take into account the plus four to hack? Uh, no, because it has to be the computer has to be attached to a door of some kind. Oh, okay. Yeah is why the prison was so great because there were just so many doors with computers so i've got the dc here and you have beaten it this will take a couple of rounds though of uninterrupted work underneath the 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 device okay um but you're pretty sure that you're going to be able to do it but before that sedona's gotta stay alive and it is mm. her turn let's see oh can i just oh gosh she's Oh, what, do you want to try to help her? Uh, oh, yeah, well, you have a turn with Idis. Yeah, Idis was going to, like, shoot the machine. <laughs> oh, we'll go right ahead. I got I got sifting surged. I don't want to waste that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, you don't want to. Um, yeah, Sedona's trying to get away from it, but uh, go ahead and make a blast. Yeah, I'll make, a, I'll make a blast, and then I'll make a sound effect that represents the change in damage type. Uh, how, oh, I rolled a super hit. It's a super hit. Nice. So a definite hit. <laughs> All right. Nice. And we've got some shocking. And how much extra damage was that? 2d6? 2d6 additional damage. Oh, my good. That's good because I rolled minimum damage. <laughs> uh, so this will help. will help out with this. Not too bad. An additional six for a total of 10 electrical damage, Patrick. Okay. Does not seem like the... Uh, the energy was doing much uh, additional work to these. It, they're primarily mechanical in nature, not uh, not a lot of high-tech circuitry like uh, on normal robots of these things. Um, but let's see here. That uh, That's some of the first damage on this thing, though, right? I don't think we've had a hit yet. I believe that is correct. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, Sedona struggles... Um, unfortunately, ineffectually to, to get out of its grasp. Uh, Kaz, are you heading back in towards this airlock with uh, Bumfuzzle? Yeah, I'm gonna have to double move to get there, but I am gonna get right up next to Bfuzz. Sure. Uh, actually, you can just take one movement, because as you step out of the door, uh, the door behind you into the hallway opens up. There is a shadowy figure standing there who opens fire on you. Oh, there's more combatants in this Oh, no! Yeah, this might be too easy for you guys. And I was right. I've rolled a 10 on the dice. What is your EAC? We're not wearing armor, right? Uh, you... Oh, no, you are not. That's correct. Uh, 14. Oh, still pretty good. You're so fleet. Um, that is gonna be a hit. And this is a sonic thwomp. Uh... Through the air, sonic damage coming at you. Yeah. 
uh, nine points of sonic damage. And as you turn, uh, you can take a um, another action, a standard action now, because this is kind of interrupting you. Uh, you see what looks like a, uh, a reptoid and uh, kind of like a, a flight suit holding this pistol at you right up here. So a member of the Rebel Alliance is here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does kind of look like a, a, a Rebel flight suit. Uh, what would you like to do, Drew? Oh, that's such a good question because I, I'm not going to be able to get there to attack him in this turn. Mm. And I see Bumfuzzle down to the south because I guess I don't know what's going on past that door with everybody else right now, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't have your armor on you, you don't really have a, a comm unit handy. Difficult decisions... I think that Kaz will. Is this so? This door up here at the north is open. It is now. Yeah. Uh, Kaz is gonna run right up on this guy. Alrighty. Uh, Win. Back to you. Um. Hmm. This this one crane's still active, right? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's holding on to Sedona still, but uh, there's a bunch of like mechanical arms like flailing about from this thing. All right. So I'm gonna attack it again. My trident. Uh, nine. Oh, even worse than last time. Yep, it's just moving too quickly for you to hit. Oh, any move action you'd like to do? No. Uh, Talara, back to you. Go get him. Oh, yes. Come on. <laughs> uh, get I'll, put, I'll put get him on it. I'm more the intimidate kind of uh, envoy guy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, right, and let's get to Talara, Rebecca. All right, so this box you have around the big arm, is that its reach? No, that is the 15 foot of space in which you can attack it. It has a much wider reach than that. It seems oh, like these fine. things can almost reach the, the uh, halfway through the docking bay. Okay. Um, I'm trying to decide if moving, because I could use overheat which is kind of the only thing I can do. Oh, what if I put invisibility on Sedona? What would happen? I mean, you'd be invisible. Um... I mean, since she's grappled, oh, would it have any effect? Yeah. It, it would be, I mean, she'd still potentially be in the pincers, but it would be uh, a good deal harder for it to maintain that grapple and get the, the buzzsaw on her. Okay. Um, that might be worth a shot. Um... I mean, I'm right next to Sedona. There's not a whole lot I can do. I could use overheat, but that would require moving so that I'm not hitting her and I would still be hitting Nikithi and I I don't really want to do that. Um, So I'm going to reach out, touch Sedona and turn her invisible. Now, does invisibility provoke attacks of opportunity? Casting it. Um, If it does, you are within range. I don't see anything in the spell description that says it does not. Yeah, I don't either. Oh, guess what time it is. It's time for Attack of Opportunity. Well, now, what is your KAC? Um, it is 18. Oh, goodness gracious. Hey, I'm rolling great tonight. 17 on the dice. So it comes at you with a, another pair of pinchers. Minimum damage, four points of damage. That's going to stop the spell. All right. In its tracks. Uh, okay, it, we are back to its turn. It is going to try and, uh, as a full action, maintain that grapple. 
get some Sedona action. Uh, ooh, talking about its KC plus her, her KC plus four. I've rolled a 12 on the dice. That is going to do it. And come back with the electric buzzsaw. Um, pretty minimum damage again. So it's not, it's fortunately not cutting her half. It has a pretty wicked critical effect on this buzzsaw. But uh, she's looking bloodied at this point. Sound good. At least near enough. Um, let's go back to the top of the order and Bumfuzzle, yeah, before you've closed the airlock doors, you see Kaz running into the hallway uh, and hear a sonic blast. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see Kaz running the opposite direction uh, <laughs> and there's no time for this. I just, I shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Kaz. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, back up by yourself. He's a big boy. Uh, so I'm going to open up this door now. Uh, sure. Um, unfortunately, you're that gonna... takes another round. Uh, no, no, you can you can do it on this. Well, uh, uh, yes, it does. It is like a, a move action to to open it back up again. Uh, I'm not gonna have you roll for this one because you've already done it. Um, so the door behind you will have to shut. Move over to the other one. Open that up. Uh, you will take some um, decompression damage here. Have to start holding your breath again. Plomp as the doors open up. Uh, eight points bludgeoning here, and you see a pretty insane combat as the docking base um, tools are attacking Sedona, trying to cut her in half. Itis is blasting away at it, and the ship is on fire. Plasma fire. <laughs> I, I, I go to bed for five minutes. <laughs> you should have had me here with my fanny pack three seconds ago. Uh, Nikithi, we're on to you, and I've used my attack opportunity already, so not smart, but uh, at the end of this turn, you're able to hack into the kind of like um, uh, base commands of this system. It seems like there is a virus affecting the computer, and you're able to just shut it down immediately. Yay! Uh, not quite 10 over the DC of that, but uh, it's fairly easy to do. Uh, risky maneuver, if it hadn't already grappled Sedona, I think I was going to get some sweet, sweet Osharan meat. <laughs> um, that's going to take the rest of your action, though, to finish the hack. Uh, Sedona just kind of like falls to the ground, <laughs> uh, bleeding out in a few places on her turn. And you see her... Uh, kind of like moving her hands through the air, the circuitry, um, these red lines like underneath her skin uh, begin to glow and uh, she says something under her breath and her wounds begin to stitch up on her body for her turn. She's casting a spell. Yay, mending. <laughs> no, well, uh, not quite. Um, oh. If you're observing this from down below, you can tell this is a mystic energy. Ooh, can I identify the spell using mysticism? Uh, yeah, I mean, she can <laughs> tell you as much that she has uh, uh, mystic cure, level one mystic cure. Oh, nice. Which is, uh, oh, let's see, just 1d8 plus her whiz modifier. So I'll roll that. Uh, is there anything on this cool tool belt machine that would let me put out the plasma fire engulfing my ship? Uh, yes. Yeah, so you have command of it on your next turn. You can um, begin to aid in that process. Uh, we are still in combat, though, and we're back to this guy. Uh, Kaz, the reptoid in front of you. <laughs> 
uh, kind of chuckles and says, it looks like your friend has left you here. It does not matter. We will finish this. Okay. Pleased to meet you. The name's Grasalex. You were supposed to be dead already. And you will be dead soon enough. Uh, let's see. Let me take his turn real quick. That might be true. <laughs> we'll see. He's actually, he's got these wicked claws. Death claws, one might say. And... Ooh, fallout? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Death claw. No, I, I said deft. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. My bad. And this is one of the first times this has happened. He is going to try and juke out of your way. I've rolled an eight on the dice. And yeah, he just moves uh, very quickly to your side, bringing his claws up against you, Kaz, leaving you Eve potentially flat-footed. Let me just double-check. Uh, this is an operative enemy, and he is, yes, he's bringing these claws down. The claws only do 1d4 points of damage, but the trick attack has gone off the d4, and it's a little different for our NPC operatives. His trick attack is, oh no, it's, it's very similar. 3d8. So I've rolled a three on a d4, and oh boy, very, very low. Uh, seven on the trick attack in total. This is uh, 16 points of slashing damage. And that is his turn. We're back to you, Kaz. You are on top of him. All right. Uh, so I have taken, I've received one entropic point. Ooh boy. Oh no. <laughs> You're dangerous now. <laughs> and I am going to attack this fool with two entropic strikes. Oh no. Here comes the first strike. Oh, not very good. That is yes. uh, nine to hit. So that ain't yes. going to do nothing. Three on the dice. You get that out of here. And here's the second. Oh no. That ain't <laughs> good at all. A one on the uh, dice. Did I use my reroll this book already? Uh, <laughs> well, we are in a new book. Just start a new book. Oh, we started oh. a new book. No. Uh, yeah, definitely use it in episode one. <laughs> uh, against a peon. <laughs> I'm taking that as a no and uh, a yes to taking a crit fail card. What do you want, Drew? All right, give me the fail. Uh, do you want a website? Um, our Crittermander created ones or the Starfinder official deck. Crittermanders, I love you. Give me a card. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. Crit fail card on CosmicCrit.com. We got some fun fan submitted ones. And if you want to submit your own, you can subscribe to us. Uh, back us on Patreon. We'll take more. We'll, we'll always take more of these guys. Uh, making a melee attack. This is submitted by Rabbit called Unintended Opportunity Overstep. As you go to attack, your swing sets the target off balance. But they quickly recover and get a free immediate guarded step away from you. He's, de- he's definitely going to take that. <laughs> he's moving backwards in the hallway <laughs> a little bit as he sees you are trying to pummel him. Am I flat-footed? Uh, you are, I believe so, Yes. I'm just wondering if I can step up, but I don't think I don't know that I can. Um, I, what would make him flat-footed? Uh, he is. I'm just looking through his operative abilities. I'm guessing he's an equivalent level operative, but he would have to have um, what I call it the uh, debilitating strike, and I don't see that in his abilities. So I'm gonna say no. Can I? Can I step up? Uh, yeah, sure. Step up. <laughs> Um, so that's going to use your reaction and win. We're back to you. Hmm. 
these devices seem to have gone dead. You see Nikithi uh, like move up here, I guess. Over to Bumfuzzle and the yeah, uh, so I can move the airlock. The the ding dong attacking uh, uh, my friend there. I don't think you know that he is. Can oh, I, I don't. <laughs> Unless uh, Bumfuzzle has some kind of way to communicate it to you. Nope. Oh, so I'm just hanging out. <laughs> Look at a pause. Yeah, this, uh, this, is the this is the complicated part. We don't have our armor on, so we're not communicating. Oh, that's anything. right. We don't have communicators. <laughs> and there's no air, so I can't, like, shout. So. All right, so that, then uh, Wins is going to do a little victory dance. <laughs> to do, do, do a little low-gravity juggling. Yeah. Uh, Nikiti, Nikiti, like, uses the grabber arm to, like, give you a high five. Yeah. We're just partying over here. <laughs> Ain't nothing going on. Well, I mean, Bumfuzzle certainly knows, but Wait, uh, he's not saying nothing. It's true. So, Talara, not really knowing uh, what's going on with Kaz, because I don't think she can see that far, uh, would still act on her instinct to get Sedona inside the building. Sure. So, walking her inside the the cycled airlock that is open to you now. Yes. Yeah, you can move you guys both in here. Boop. I, I just would uh, go with her because she's going to follow Talara. Okay. Um, let's see. Bumfuzzle, they they seem to be stepping in. Do you want to cycle this door again? Yeah, I, I see the I see the claw uh, go loose, and I'm sort of like waving my arms. And as soon as Sedona gets in, I uh, I hit the button again to cycle back the airlock. Yeah, and uh, at the end of the hallway, there outside, kind of almost in outpost Z, uh, you see. Has beaten somebody up. It looks like he's gotten into another one of his fisticuffs. Alrighty, uh, that was a move action to do that. Yeah, you can take a standard. Okay. Well, um, let's see. Oh, I'll take a standard to move. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess it's a run. What, 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 what is it called? Uh, <laughs> it's not a run. It's a. It's a scamper. You scamper right over to this. Yeah, I, I, I scamper, <laughs> scamper right up to the fight, and uh, yeah, and so uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I can move 45 feet, so I get right up next to this guy. Mm. And that puts us back. Nikifi, uh, you see through Idis what is going on here in this fight. Uh, he's just going to keep working on putting out a fire using using his mechanical toy. <laughs> Nikifi doesn't want Idis to help? Uh, Idis, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying that's what Nikifi does. Idis. Yeah. Yes, Idis is definitely going to help. Uh, she's going to step into the uh, hallway here mm-hmm. and then just try to make an attack through Kaz. It's about the best she can do. Gotcha. So here comes a blaze rifle blast. Oh, but you can ignore that because that was a three. Hey. <laughs> roll the nine altogether. Don't think that's going to hit. Great. Back to Sedona. Yeah, she sees this fight as well. Someone on Kaz. She's going to move forward next to Itis. You see her pull out uh, a very ornate looking laser pistol. She's going to make a shot, too. Oh, my lad. I'm helping you guys out. Thanks. Go, <laughs> no, Patrick. But I've rolled a three on the dice, too. So I'm part of the team. I'm just Patrick. thinking this. <laughs> this is such a fun fight, you guys. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I guess I have to say this. A miss. She missed. <laughs> and we're back to uh, Grasselex, this reptoid. And he's going to kind of uh, sidestep to your side, Kaz, and make another 
attempt to trick attack you. Seven dice is going to do it as well. Bingo, bango, which means single claw attack coming at you. 16 on the dice. Bam. D4, max damage. Uh, 3d6, 10 damage. And that is 20 points of slashing. You get, you're getting entry points all over the place. Uh, mitigate. Ooh, what does this do? So mitigate is my ability that I need to make sure I know how many points it's going to uh, reduce. So sorry, should have had this open. I think by your level, uh, maybe. (laughs) Uh, It's equal to my Vanguard level, so it's five Mm. points fewer. But I spent an entropy point to do it. Oh, gosh, that's so worth it. Jeez Louise. Uh, So still only at a single entropy point, but uh, taking five points off that 20. Um, it is your turn, Drew. Uh, two attacks. So we're going to do two entropic strikes once again. Here comes the first strike. Natural God. 20. God. God. Uh, when it rains, ones and 20s, you know Drew is there standing without an umbrella. <laughs> um, thanks to our Patreon supporters. Uh, this one, a shout out to hmm, Jonathan Morgan. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, they say don't feed the zap monkeys. And I don't know if that is a direct reference to a Kaz, but I'm going to say it is. Um, so just a little bit of damage here. Cosmic crit. You rolled max damage on a D6, right? For your yeah critical hit. Um, do you want a card or you want to just go with a massive amount of damage that you are doing here? So it's it's weird because the, the, the Starfinder, the Paizo cards often just say to do damage as well they they do sometimes they say um uh you will not do double damage like specifically they usually have a good effect if they do that though so it's up to you uh, i think i'm gonna go for a card because uh, i've done max damage and i've still got another attack so <laughs> let's oh, do it ready card it up i'm gonna card it up haven't you seen some time we had spaceship combat and i can use them there let me shuffle them up real quick uh, oh, and the other thing about the cards is you could potentially get a bonus effect. Uh, let's see. Uh, do you want to do energy or kinetic? You've got the option here. Uh, it's an EAC attack. I think I'll do energy. Okay. Uh, the critical effect is the target is fatigued. This is called wearying waves. Uh, <laughs> but there is an extreme melee ability on this card. So this is probably going to be a little bit more effective than that. The extreme, the melee extreme is called Roundhouse. <laughs> uh, normal damage, but the bonus effect is you can make a free attack at the same attack bonus against each adjacent foe. What? Well, <laughs> like a Roundhouse kick, I guess. So this is just going to be the um, right, the normal damage. Uh, so I think when it says normal damage, it means does that mean double damage? What does no, that mean? It, 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 it means like normal damage. Just okay. He doesn't, he doesn't I, get the thirteen. Yeah, I just I just don't remember. I don't have a copy of the the cards, but I remember it being like it, it only really calls it out. I think when you um there yeah, never mind. Yeah, the normal damage. Uh, I'm gonna say will will just be this this max damage sixteen because mm-hmm. you get another attack in addition to you're doing a, a double attack. Correct. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're never getting off of. Drew's turn. This is Drew's episode. Go ahead and, and make, uh, well, I guess, two more attacks. Here we go. Here's number two. That is a 14 to hit. Against Grasselex uh, EAC. EAC. Ooh, that is 
as just a, oh no, does fatigue do anything to your armor class? No. Oh, that's a good question. I don't believe it does. Fatigue is like negatives to his stuff. Um, nope, minus one to his armor class, which means that's a hit as well. Yes, 13 points of damage. Oh my goodness, just a hit. Um, okay, so where are we at? 29 so far? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 29 points of damage in this round. Oh. All right, third attack. Here we go. Nice. Uh, 15 to hit. Okay, and you've knocked him unconscious. Yes! <laughs> uh, six, another max damage on this one, 16 points of damage. Just make sure I'm doing my math right here. Yeah, that is exactly his hit points. Okay. <laughs> thought this might be a short, short couple of fights. I, I really thought the um, the the bay was going to cause more troubles. I didn't know we had the remote hack feature. That a little bit. I, I get it at level five. Oh, my goodness. You guys have everything that helped you out at this level. I think most everyone used uh, an ability here. Uh, we are at my engineering to open doors. <laughs> We're up on that. Uh, Grasslix goes down. <laughs> uh, maybe mid-sentence. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Let's drag him and tie him up and, and question him. I mean, yeah. I have binders. <laughs> Bump Puzzle pulls out like eight different kinds of handcuffs. From us. <laughs> yeah, like, like awkwardly after she walks all the way over there to give them her binders. Yeah, right, yeah, like- yeah. Bump Puzzle sees... sees uh, <laughs> Sees Talara coming and just stuffs them all back in the fanny pack. <laughs> oh yeah, bring, we need those. Yes, yes, bring them. I'm trying to help. Okay. I know. Yes, you're doing a great job. So <laughs> so. I don't have any binders. And they're like poking out of my like out of my shirt. Like I stuffed them down the back of my shirt. Uh, so tying him up, you bringing him back into the docking bay, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, uh, he, yeah, unconscious, uh, nearly beaten to a pulp here. You actually reduce him just to zero hit points with those three, three entropic strikes. Just boom, boom, boom. Um, Patrick, mm-hmm. can I pick him up with the grappler? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to drag him all the way back there, uh, go yeah. right ahead. I want to pick him up in the grappler and then threaten him with the buzz blade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's exactly what we ought to do. <laughs> so at, at first, Sedona's like, I do not appreciate these tactics, but he almost sawed me in half with that blade. <laughs> yeah, but that guy definitely tried to cut me in twain. If he's responsible for whatever happened here, uh, she, she goes to heal him as uh, it's he's stuck in the pincers and, and, and wake him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like very groggy. He's... <laughs> Got these huge welts on his face where he was roundhouse kicked by Kez. And uh, he's like, <laughs> What happened? What, what are you, you going to do to me? Oh, goodness. Nikita, uh, Nikita looks at him and says, This is a very simple game. You answer my friend's questions and you live. Tell a lie or do not answer them. And uh, and then he just fires up the buzz blade and he starts like slowly inching it towards him and then uh, you know, leaves it kind of at a, a comfortably uncomfortable distance. Oh gosh! Oh no! And then Nikithi turns to uh, the rest of the group and he says, ask him your questions. Uh, we will need an intimidate check from someone, but... Uh, <clears throat> You know, it, I'll give you a bonus for that. Woo! 
Um, yeah, well, I, I'll roll one for you. Uh, can I aid on the check? I would also like to aid on the check. Can I aid? <laughs> oh, oh, we've, already, we've already gotten some aids. Let's see. Let's see what. Uh, yeah, no. Let's see what Miles can do by himself. Already rolled a twenty. Yes. Uh, and he gets expertise. Yeah, and I get expertise. Well, 20 was the DC, so <laughs> made it spades. Well, well we want to we wanna beat it by 12. So. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not peeing in his pants, then I don't want to hear it. Uh, no, so, he, so when just like licks his lips. <laughs> oh, gross. And, and, and is like, hmm, I like fried lizard. Bumfuzzle ah. starts boiling some oil. <laughs> What is wrong with you people? Just doing a job, a murder job. Yeah, I'll tell you what you want to know. I'll tell you anything. I'll tell you. Do be continued. No. Oh no! <laughs> Patrick, we're just getting to the fun part. Yeah, well, we're gonna I boil know. them alive and then and then and then and then eat them. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have a, a habit here of having some some boring down episodes between books. Oh, not this time. I, I knew I wanted to light a fire under book three of Against the Aeon Throne, the Rune Drive Gambit. And that's what we started today. Yeah. yeah, it's fun times. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. This guy has planted some some traps around the the docking bay, uh, try and take you guys out. One versus five, but uh, you you managed to <laughs> bypass just about everything. I liked those odds. Yeah, but uh, oh, we, oh, we have more adventures next week. Oh, don't you worry, everybody. Oh, there's more adventures, uh, and we'll find out what Grasselex knows then. But uh, yeah, let's wrap this one up. Uh, thanks for playing with me, everybody. Thank, Thank you, Patrick. As always. You guys out there, thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Until next time. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Wear peanut pants. pants.